Welcome to another episode of I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. I felt that you were going to have a little bit of like a <laughs> a, a, a trail ending type of uh, type of uh, announcement there. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> friends of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Copycatting. I'm copying mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. What about if we did like, okay, name that tune. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Hello, friends of the podcast. Name that too. It's a Christmas carol. Yeah, name it. Jingle bells. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Right? Right? You should never sing. Really? Because you're that much better? I think I am. Well, just ask you. (laughs) Right? Right? When you're all like rub-a-dub-dub in the shower singing like, like, I'm every woman or something crazy song like that, Samantha. It doesn't mean you're a good singer just because yes, you sing in the shower. That's exactly the song that I sing <laughs> in the shower. Right? I'm. You know what song I would sing? <laughs> Look who's back, back, back again. again. Shady's back. I'd be like singing some Eminem in the shower. <laughs> right? Or Nelly, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> How about... Oh, my um, God. Oh, that's a hard game to play. I think I can't do any more Christmas carols than that one. No, don't. Right? Right? <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't Let's think I can. not. Samantha, Let's how are you doing? I'm good. It's been a long day, but you know what? You know what I got out of it, though? Tell me. A wee Christmas tree. And when I oh. mean wee, I mean really wee. <laughs> really? But it's real. Wow. I got my first real Christmas tree in about 100 years. <laughs> so is it, is it like a plant? <laughs> it's like... It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's like, it is like a spruce tree or some kind of tree and it looks like a Christmas tree, but it's like super tiny. And then, you know, that fate, that, um, that glass Christmas tree thing you bought me years yeah. ago. Cause years you thought ago. I needed a tree. Yeah. Um, I took, I took the little, the little, um, ornament things from that tree and hung it yeah. on the real tree. And then I wrapped oh. some lights around it. Nice. I'm so festive. You have, so you have a Christmas shrub. I have a Christmas shrub. You have a Christmas shrub. <laughs> awesome. A beautifully decorated Christmas shrub, friends of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Hello, sir. May I have another set of lights for my shrub, please? I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to be famous because I'm going to deck. It's going to be like the Christmas tree of the year. Is it going to be? Is there a contest? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's okay. like it's like one step better than the Charlie brown christmas tree and two steps better than no tree <laughs> good for you good for you look at you with some spirit oh, I had, right? just a smidge just a smidge Samantha, I, did your did your heart grow two sizes too big well no okay no but the lady who helped me at safeway was really nice, nice. she's she was like first of all she's like girl you're gonna need a bigger cart <laughs> Because you just had what one with your like that you carry? Uh, no, it was just one of those small ones with the top yeah. and the bottom instead okay. of the big ones, you know. Yeah. And she's like, "You're gonna need a bigger cart." And I'm like, "That's a really." She's like, "Do you want me to wrap your tree?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, wrap." So she like put it in a box, wrapped it in plastic wow. so it could stay warm. And I'm like, "Thank you. You have a great day. I really appreciate what you just there did." You go. She's you like, "You gotta Girl. water though. You gotta water that, hey." I know. And then I was like, "I'm gonna kill right. it." <laughs> You are. You got to take care of it. Don't put it near a candle because you burn it. God, I feel like now I'm going to have to text you every morning. Morning, Sam. Water your tree. Right? 
<laughs> good night, Sam. Water oh, your tree. tree. Yeah. Right. Oh good night, my God. Sam. Turn off the lights. Right. Oh, All yeah. of that. I'm gonna have to turn off the. I'm gonna have to turn off the lights. Right. Yeah. You're gonna. Ha- you right. You're a plant <laughs> owner right now. You are owning. It's even more than a plant. Oh. You are owning a shrub. So I'm you. Like, I'm need this... to be grown up. No, but you know what? I'm this far from like getting a cat again. Oh yes, let's get a cat. Can we get an orange one? <laughs> no. Oh. Really? That's you know that yours. That's your life, not mine. <laughs> there's so many orange cats that need love. No. Actually, I was thinking of getting a black cat. Interesting. I know. Interesting. So why, why, why the cat? <laughs> I say yeah to the cat, a hundred percent. I don't know because I keep seeing things with cats, and I keep people. I keep seeing people that have cats, and I'm like, oh, I remember how nice they are. And then I, and then but I have to remind. Though. Well, he was to me, mm-hmm. but then I remember he got expensive. Got he got expensive when he got old and sick. He got he had a thyroid issue, and right. then he started to lose his teeth, and then, then he got cancer, and then he got tongue cancer. So that was really right. bad, right? And and, so, and and his and his beautiful buddy was very handsome. He was very handsome. He was bad. He pooped everywhere. No, he was a good cat. Poop. He was like the best cat. He slept with me. We we snuggled on the couch. I and- say get a cat. I've always thought you should have got a cat. Or a hamster, one or the other. Oh, my God. Okay, so then I'll just get a goldfish. I just, I don't know. I don't think there's much fun. I, they aren't? They get really aren't? Get a hedgehog. Aren't. Get a hedgehog. Oh, my God. I'm not getting a hedgehog. They look, no. they look fun. Well, you know what, no, Samantha? No, no, no. I think good for you. I think get a cat. It's, you know, it's time. It's been a long time. <laughs> right? I think it's, I say go it's for just it. A, it's just a thought. I would actually have to be home. So <laughs> Why? Cats don't care. You weren't home when Buddy was there. That's true. Right? I don't know. I'm You'll thinking about it. See that or a see that or a dog. Yeah, I don't ever see you with a dog. That you need to be home. That's too much maintenance. <laughs> that's like, oh my god, I got to go pee outside. Oh my god, I got to go poop outside. Right? Oh my god, I got to go for a walk. And then I got to pick up its poop. Bad enough, right? You got to pick up the cat poop, right? Yeah. No, you get the cat. You get the cat. I'm team cat, and I and I will con- I will keep. Cheer. I think I will keep cheering. Uh, you were happy with the cat. You liked the cat. I did. I really enjoyed him. But yeah. I, it's just a thought. I have just to. A thought. They're expensive. People forget yeah. pets are expensive. Yeah, but now they got pet insurance, right? Oh God! Right, they got all that. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on the pet. But guess what? I have a new breakfast for us. Of course you do. Yeah. Okay. And I think we need to make them. And I think it's only three three ingredients in an egg. Oh or my something. God! I have to make it. I'm not in. I'm not yeah. making it. Listen to it first before you decide, okay? <laughs> Don't take your Christmas spirit and just lose it like that, right? Keep it for the whole show. I would appreciate the peanut whole butter show. banana mm-hmm. breakfast cookies. <sighs> Who wouldn't eat that? We would eat that. If you put breakfast in a cookie, not like egg and bacon, but breakfast in a cookie. How are these not baked? I don't know. I don't think they are. I just don't think they're baked. <laughs> okay. You know what I hate? I hate when you bring up stuff you know nothing about. You see a word, you see a like a string of words. I saw and then a picture in the title. Yeah, you just rolled with it. I know. And I'm like, it looks so good. We can do that. Let's get those, right? Put those like on a plate at the Boom Baby Bakery and Cafe. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, of course. Yeah. Those would be a big seller. They'd big be a big seller. seller. Big seller. Okay, guess what? You got a tree. Guess what I got? I got something new this week, too. <laughs> I got a new deck. <laughs> <laughs> right, that old yucky brown one from 1972. Uh huh. It's gone. It's now we have no. Now we have it's beautiful. Some sort of wood. The beautiful okay. wood one. 
Okay. All right. So that's our second update in our second update in 20 years. Woo. I know. Right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm like, we're like the rest of the people in the hood now. Right. Looking good. (laughs) Remember for a while, remember they had, they didn't do the top floors. And I'm like, Oh God, when you bad enough, when you pull up to our place, enough said. Right. But yet alone, (laughs) when you pull up to our place and, and like only half of us have new decks, I'm like, this is too embarrassing. Why? It's not good. It's not good. Not good. It's not good at all. It's not good at all. Right. <laughs> not good. Not good. So, is it big enough to put a new uh a new barbecue on? Yeah, right, cuz we threw away the old one. How did you throw away a barbecue? Mike took it apart. Are you kidding? Don't you remember when he took apart the old couch and chair? Oh my god, that's right. Remember? I forgot. Remember? That. Don't you remember the HHG stumbled upon it? Remember she remember we had been out and she was bring it was like and she was bringing me home. It was like I think my first night out after after my heart attack or something. Uh-huh. And she brought me up to my apartment to make sure I was like she was like a mom, make sure I was like all okay. And I think she went for some reason. I I think she knew we had gotten new furniture. We were waiting for it and she was like Where's your furniture? I'm like, oh my God, it's gone. And she opened up the curtains to our patio and she's like, it's murdered out on the patio. <laughs> Remember? And he had bought all these saws and all these like hammers and all these different things to dismantle. And I'm like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. If, if, so help me God, if there is a vat of acid in here, I know we're in big, big trouble. Yes. Right? So yeah. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Isn't that... <laughs> I totally forgot that he dismantled your furniture. He dismantled it to like, like, I'm like, God, if that's it, like, you oh. could do that to a body. And that creeps me out, my kids. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? He's got all the tools now, Lisa. He's got all the tools. <laughs> He's got the little saw. And I'm like, I've seen that. You know, who had John Wayne Gacy had that saw mm-hmm. in the in, in his creepy basement, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll get a new, we'll get a new barbecue uh, in the spring. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a question. Do we know the function of the drawer at the bottom of the stove? Mm, isn't it for like oven mitts? I don't know. Is it for storage or is it just to keep uh, the food warm? I think I, I think I think in old times, I think it was for food because I think in old times people didn't have like storage issues like we do now. Uh-huh. Right. So I think it was for food. But like now it's pots and pans, right? Well, I would think so. Now I think the idea of putting food in there sounds gross. Well, because we don't. Because it's so close to my floor. Right? Like, it's too close to my floor for me to want to, like, oh, and, and look at, and, and here's, here's, here's the buns, right? <laughs> it's like, seems like you're picking them up off the floor or something. Well, I, I don't know. Like, everything seems to be, I don't know, like, made for olden times. So yeah. maybe it's time to update the stove. Like, are we ta- maybe it should just be, like... But you got to have that drawer because you where else you put your pot mitts and like your oven mitts and 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 that 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 grill thing that go everybody gets in their oven that doesn't that they don't use. Why can't you just put it in a cabinet? I don't know. You just don't because you weren't raised putting it in a cabinet. You were raised putting it in that drawer. <laughs> I was right? raised putting like sheet pans and things like that into the bottom of that drawer. Yeah, not we don't have sheet pans. We had no not ours food. oven oven mitts, not food, never food. No, never food. That must be like a like a 1930s thing, maybe. But everything makes a comeback. Well, this is true. But to be honest, I don't use my I don't use anything enough to store it anywhere. So. <laughs> no, right. We're just not we're not cooking like that. 
I sound horrible, but really I don't. <laughs> no, we're just we're not that's not our gig. We're not doing that. We are here's not. some here's some interesting trivia for you. Tell me if you knew this. Did you know that you should never plug beauty tools into a power bar? What? You should never is a power bar the same as a power strip? I'm assuming it is. Yeah, it's the same I mm, okay, well too bad mine are. You're not supposed to because they, they they generate too much heat. Where did you read this nonsense? I read it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So it's because true. you read it, that means that it's the legit thing. Yeah, I didn't write it. I read it. But yeah. you believe it. I believe it. Yeah. So, so when you, you burn have... your so when you burn your apartment down, <laughs> I'm not going to. Why do you have why do you have beauty tools in there? Because the plug-in is too far away. Like what? Like That's to, why I to, need a power to walk, bar. To walk to it? You I, don't have one I just in your a, bathroom? Okay, so in my where bathroom... Do you blow dry, where do you blow dry your in hair? In my bedroom. I don't have uh, a plug-in in my bathroom. Really? Really. That's bizarre. I live in the 1970s apartment. Well, I'm 1971, and I have one. Maybe I maybe that was 1971 update. I don't know, right? It could be. I don't a know. A bathroom plug. Maybe it was. Maybe. I don't know. Huh. You don't even have the one that's like for like, that says like razor? That's like so far. It's like above the mirror. That makes no sense. What do you mean? It's above the mirror. What's above the mirror? It's a part of the fixture. It's part of the fixture, the light fixture. Yours is? Yes. That is 1970. Don't ask me silly questions. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm just now I'm going to like lose sleep because I'm going to think that you're burning down. I'm Burning down the house. Okay. But I have insurance. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Which that's the main thing. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Uh, I'm old and have insurance. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like a good neighbor. State Farm Farm is is there. there. Right. (laughs) I feel very singy today. Except it's not State Farm. <laughs> no, right? Because we're in Canada. Because I, I think we don't have State Farm in Canada. We do not. No, but, but, you know, but we're good neighbors. Okay. This, I think we need to take, Lisa, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying okay. you are. I'm not saying I am. I'm not saying we need to rise up to this, but it's oh, just. If this is a challenge. I'm no, not, I, okay. no, no, it's not a challenge. I'm just saying Rebel Wilson. Ugh has officially reached her goal weight in her year of health. In 20 okay. at the beginning of 2020, she named this the year of health. She looked good. She looked good. She she looked good. Girl looks good. Girl looks good. Girl looks good. And now instead of being fat Amy, she's fit Amy. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think it's funny. It's I you know what I think is funny is that she had to she went live on her Instagram feed to explain why she did it and to explain oh. how she did it. And the th- and I'm just like, why can't we just be happy that she's happy? Because people are always curious, right? It's like with people that are too thin, right? My kid's sister said this once to me, right? So, so, so as, as you know, right? So she's been sick for a lot of years, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's, and she's very, very, very tiny. And she said that, that one day a lady in, in, in the grocery store said to her, you know what? You need to eat. 
and Krista was really offended because she does eat. Mm-hmm. And and she said, you have no idea what's going on with me health wise. But people looked at her because she was skinny yeah. and had issues, just like people look at people who are overweight like and me. automatically. Well, I don't know. I mean, but automatically yeah. there's stereotypes, right, that come along with that. For sure. Like when I bought my groceries today, all I thought was, this is just for one person. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody look at me, gay, gay. Right, okay. right. But they don't know that, right? They don't know that. <laughs> Sometimes I think people need to mind their own business. Well, you know, and I, I just think that Rebel Wilson is doing this for her reasons and she don't need to explain herself to anybody, but because she's in the public eye and people always blah, 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 right? Yeah. So out she goes with all this stuff and I'm like, okay, good. Thank you. You know, but she did say that she had advantages, right? Like she can get a personal trainer. She can buy certain kinds of food and all this other kind of crazy stuff. She even told people how many calories she ate a day and then, you know, and then what she was going to eat to maintain her weight. And I'm like, girl, you don't need to explain anything to me. I'm just exactly you keep being funny. I'm happy. Yeah. And if you don't maintain it, you don't maintain it, right? That's your business, right? Shit happens. Well, exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I liked her. I like her either way. And uh, yeah. and then, okay, and then, you know what I thought was really funny? Is that she needed to say that she got her boyfriend while she was still heavy. Oh. And I'm like, why do you need to tell us that? Huh. I don't care. Yeah. Interesting. But Whitney Way Thor, right, from My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Oh, her my God. Fian- right, her fiance, right, they had to break up because he cheated on her and he's having a baby. And right now, on because I'm watching this show, <clears throat> she's going through all of these issues where where she keeps saying to Buddy, you know what? She doesn't think anybody will ever love her because she's so fat. And I'm like, it's not because you're so fat. It's because you're crazy. Because you're a hot mess, honey. Right, because you're a hot mess. <laughs> There's a difference. Right? People love fat people. People don't love train wrecks. Right? People don't love train wrecks. That's the difference right there. Right? You're a hot mess. You scream, train wreck headed this way. That's, that's, that's the difference. Right? Right? Drama. Get off at this exit. Right? You're all those things. That's the problem. Nothing to do with your body. No. Nothing to do with your body. No. Right? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. Right? Because she is a train wreck. Yes, she is. Right? She is is driving the caboose or the engine or whatever part of the train the engine is. She's the engineer. Oh, my God. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Here she comes. Right? (laughs) Right? Taking all in its path. It doesn't matter. Right? It just doesn't matter. No. Yeah, no, that's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. But, okay, do you remember watching Laverne and Shirley? Always remember. Yeah. Shemizel. Always. Shemazel. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Right? Any chance we can make it. They worked at the Milwaukee Brewery. Yes. The brewing. Yes. And, you, she dated the, and she dated the Fawns. Yes. Uh, do you remember Squiggy? Yeah, remember, yeah, absolutely. Squiggy and Lenny and Squiggy. Yep. Squeaky died. I know. I heard that. David L. Lander, Lander yeah. died Lander. at the. It died at the age of seventy three. So whenever I hear things like that, it kind of makes me feel like I've lost like a childhood friend. I know, right? Because right? Because I love that show. Well, because we grew up with them. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, that's kind of sad. You know, um, that was a good show. It was a good show. Oh, my God. It was like it was like they were one. It was like Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, yeah. And then what would come and Mork for Mork? Yes. Right. It was like it was like all the spinoffs from Happy Days. Yes. Yeah, it was so good. It was so so good. good. That was a good night. So, okay, so you know how we talked about Rebel Wilson. So I've got some exciting news here. I, I too, um, I guess the reason why I was a little hesitant when I thought that you were going to sign us up for a competition or some sort of challenge is because I am already signed up for one. Okay. So, so I don't know. I my so so I apologize, Samantha, because mm-hmm. I um I don't know if I have room for two of them, right? Because because I'm already like I'm in training for 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 I'm doing a repeat, right? I want to I'm doing a do over. I'm redoing my forged in fire challenge. Okay. Remember where I'm going to make the knife? No. Right? With the Damascus steel. <laughs> no. And then I'm going to go into the contest, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to melt the knife and I'm going to make the knife and I'm going to go into the contest and I'm going to chop, chop, chop the bamboo, chop, chop, chop the ice. I thought, it will kill. I thought that you stopped watching that show. <laughs> I binged it on the weekend. I got back into it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I loved it. Damn it. <laughs> right? It's back. It's back, right? It will kill. Every every knife in my mind that I was making, I was making one out of a bicycle chain. It will uh-huh. kill. It, it will kill. kill. Okay. It will kill. Right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, anything. Right? I made one out of like out of like old utensils. It will kill. It will kill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that's all I was like forging and firing and, and, and killing. Okay. I think now officially Mike needs to be worried. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Love that show so much. Friends of the podcast forged in fire. I don't understand why. And you have a show. You have a thing about Big Tuna too, so that's no, I've weird. switched from Big Tuna to Cowboy. I think it's called Cowboy Junkies or Cowboy Cowboy River Cowboys or something, and it's the same type of thing. But what it is is that it's Newfoundland fishermen, <laughs> and because the Newfoundland accents are so strong, it's subtitles. <laughs> And Mike PVRs that we watch it every day, and and they're catching uh, like the crab and the lobsters mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. Same type of thing. Love it. They caught one tuna, not enough fat on it though. But they was but they weren't supposed to catch the tuna, right? Oh my god! But the Newfoundland people, right? Oh my god, their 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 words. It's so priceless, right? Because thank God for subtitles, <laughs> right? And I got a couple of friends that are from like that uh, I went to university with. They're from Newfoundland, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you're. I know you're adding an S at the end of that word, and you don't need to. But you're just doing it because that's because your mama did it, your daddy did it, their mama did it, their daddy did it. That's just what you do. Oh right? my god! <laughs> so what good. is the name of this show? I'll let you know. I think I want to say it's like Cowboy River Junkies or River Cowboys or Cow. I don't know. I'll find it for I'll find it for when we post the show notes. Let's give them a oh shout. Oh my god! It's oh like, my god! I'll, you gotta watch it. It's just oh, it's just hilarious. That's a hot mess. <laughs> Right. And they're catching. I'm learning about I'm learning about crab and how much you get for a crab. And you know that if a lobster, if it gets caught and it doesn't have the claw, you get nothing. That's worth nothing. Oh, it's got to come fully assembled. (laughs) Right. So. So interesting. Okay. So interesting. Okay. Speaking of assembly. 
I think I found your Christmas gift. Ooh, yay. Because it's going to drive you slowly crazy, and that is really the joy of my life. <laughs> there you go. You know, I didn't... Okay. I'm going to buy you the Heinz ketchup puzzle. Oh, every, my God. Every piece is red. <laughs> Can you not just see me? And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait, and I'm going to bring it up to the cabin in the summer. And we'll we'll do it together. No, you imagine that? Oh my god, that would be so cool, but ugh. so crazy. Oh, so ugh. that would be so. But yeah, that would drive me crazy. Hey, that would drive me bonkers. Yeah, that would that that would be insane. That would be but insane. just knowing that it would drive you bonkers is is just is gift enough. Just the, the, that's all you need, right? Right there. Good to know. Good to know. Did you know that McDonald's has a holiday pie out? Well, it better be good. And does it include candy canes? I don't know. No, I don't think so. It has a creamy vanilla custard covered in sprinkles. Mm. I don't think so. I. It's not candy canes. I'm not no. interested. No. I need no. to find candy cane ice cream. That's my life right now. Safeway, you didn't do anything for me today. That I was Sobeys. pretty upset. The Sobies. <sighs> the Sobies? The Sobies. No, sorry. The co-op. The co-op. The co-op. That's where you got to go. Well, good gotta- thing there's one in the parking lot. There you go. There you go. Right? Better go hunting, Samantha. Okay, but also, it was good to see that Luke is also a fan of the McRib. I know, right? Luke's got my back. Nathan has my back. People got my back, right? Our people. They're my people. Yes, they are. (laughs) I said to him, I said, I'm so, I said, I'm so jealous, but happy for him. Yeah. Because I think it truly brings him about the same type of joy it brings me. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? That does my heart good. Oh, my God. Okay. But speaking of doing doing fun things on Facebook, Tuesday's Facebook. Lisa, your Christmas cookies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? Samantha, they kicked your jam jam to the curb. It's because they didn't know what it was. Mm. But they also how do you kicked. Li- how do you like that feeling, right? That doesn't feel good, does it? They didn't kick my favorite to the curb. I don't care. I know, but you like a jam jam as close to your, as close to the it's, spurling it's, heart. It's low down on the totem pole of cookies. Mm, but it's a spurling favorite. <laughs> it's what mom makes. Yes. It's and it tradition. tastes good. But yes. your haystack or what my mother would call a chocolate macaroon. It got booted too. Cause nobody likes coconut. <laughs> I, well, well, but I also think nobody knew what it was. Too bad, so sad. Mm, I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying. And and you know, and, and our friend Christine, she gave us lots of reasons to hate the thumbprint cookie. Yes, yeah, she did, and I thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> it's gross, the the jam and the seeds. Jam, and the, yeah. <laughs> the whole bit. It's funny, right? Because it has raspberry jam in it. I think in the in the one that I showed. It's funny. We had raspberry it has something to do with Facebook. We had raspberry jam in the fridge and it was uh like the diet, the diabetic raspberry jam, oh, which is yes. horrible. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And Mike had peanut butter and jam today. It must have been the first time ever that he's used that jam. Guess what? We got real jam now. <laughs> we got real jam. I'm like, where have you been for a year and a half not eating the gross jam? Right? We got real jam now. <laughs> So it takes, like, it takes your husband eating it to get you the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I said to him, he, he was unpacking the groceries and I'm like, I'm like, jam? I'm like, there was lots of jam. He's like, can't eat that jam was horrible. Oh, <laughs> oh, if I had said that jam's horrible, guess what? Yeah. 
I'm a diabetic. You live with your consequences. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's what That's I would have got. Totally, it's totally what he would say. I would have got that for sure. Right? All right, everybody. And you know, because we love you and we love that you interact with us on Facebook. Uh, we just ask that you bring your people to us. You bring them to Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, to IG. Uh, and they did know. get us past 666. Yay! Yay! We're not the sign <laughs> of the devil anymore. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so just, you guys, you know that we just love that you participate. So just keep doing that. Uh, if you want us to talk about anything in particular, if you find something that's funny and you think the world might need to know about it, throw it our way. We're more than happy to talk about it on the podcast. If you got a topic, give us a topic. Yeah, throw it at us. We're we're, we're always any- coming up with topics at the last minute, hours, the twenty fourth hour of the day. Oh shoot, we need a topic. Right. Um, and yours might be better than ours, so you probably know, is. That's okay. Uh, and you know, we're part of two networks. It's uh, one of them is Low Tree Studios Podcast Network, and the other one is Podfix. And if you go to either one of those websites, we're there. You can listen to our podcast there. But you know what? You can also listen to us on any podcast app that you find. All you have to do is really Google us. I shake my head, Lisa and Sam, and you're going to find us uh, wherever wherever you want to want to. And hit go. the download so you know that you're going to get you if you hit download or subscribe, one or the other, you're going to get the podcast probably by 9.30 Friday morning. You're going to get it. It's going to be waiting for you, like a present. Mm -hmm. Right? Like a badly wrapped present. Always badly wrapped. (laughs) But it'll be wrapped, not in a bag. (laughs) It'll not be in a bag. It will not be in a bag at Christmas time. If it was up to me, it would be in a bag. (laughs) Never in a bag. It'll be be wrapped. Just not well. Speaking from the woman who writes a Christmas letter every year. So I'm like, whatever. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to know, Lisa, how you feel about a dill pickle bacon cheese ball for the Boom Baby Bakery. I say bring it. <laughs> I say let's bring it. Yes. Because <laughs> we love a good cheese ball. Well, we like a good cheese ball. Right. And, and, and I think we could handle pickle that way. Okay. Right? Yep. I think it's a thumbs up. I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. And but, uh, we could put it on like one of those caricature ba- boards. It's not a Right? We could serve it on a caricature board. It's and- a, charcu- it's a charcuterie. Char- char- All right. So potato, potato, tomato, tomato, char- charcuterie, character, right? A board with some meat and some cheeses. Yes, it would be right? lovely. Right? Why do they got to make such a fancy word for something so simple? I don't know. But right. then we got to throw some crackers on there. So how about a Triscuit? Ugh, no, 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 no. There will be no Triscuits at the Boom Baby Bakery because Triscuits <laughs> suck no matter what they do. You can put them in olive oil. You can put them with the sun-dried <laughs> tomato. Triscuits are still just a mouthful of wheat, and that's nasty. That's not a good, They have not advanced their taste. They have they've not hidden, advanced. They've hidden the taste. They have. But, you, but you know that it's still the taste. It's still bad. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Maybe some Breton crackers. Maybe yeah. Something like that. You know, that's classy. Those are classy right? crackers. Right? Like just a nice little round. That's a classy looking cracker. So would a sociable be classy? The sociable class cat crackers? I don't, I don't think it's classy. I think it's practical. And I think it's good, 
but I don't think it's classy. I don't think it's Breton. Uh, I don't think it goes Breton and sociable. No. All right. I'm just, you know. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's as classy. Mm-mm. I think okay. it's at the other end. Of, I think it's at the other end of the table. <laughs> That's where I think it is. I think Not- Breton's at one end. I think... I think uh, sociables at the other. All right, okay, yeah. whatever. So that's the, you. It's, a, it's on the corner behind the behind behind where nobody can get to. Okay, that's where it's situated. That's all I'm saying, Samantha. Okay, here's something interesting for you. Okay, it's some things that you shouldn't be storing. Okay, according according to you, according yeah, to Martha according, Stewart. Uh, well, uh, me and Martha. Okay, me and Martha. I happen to agree with Martha. Okay, recipe books. Nobody uses them anymore. You don't know that. You don't store them, right? You Everybody Pinterests or Googles. No. You know what? People still buy cookbooks like crazy. They might still buy them, but they, you don't need to store them and have a hundred of them. Buy one, set it and forget it. Sometimes people just like it for the pretty pictures. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying, right? I'm trying to declutter your house. You don't need them. Okay. Take out menus. You don't need those anymore. You can order online. I agree with that. Right? We don't need them. Um, old magazine, Samantha. We only really eat, we only really read old magazines at the doctor's or the dentist office. So why did you and say I, my name in that statement? Because I guarantee you somewhere in your desk, <laughs> you got some old magazines. I know Actually, you. I, I am uh, collecting the Magnolia magazine. So, okay. But you used to always have old magazines. I you do used to always think you always think you're going to go back. I might go back and read it later. I might. You won't. Ugh. You haven't. I don't think you will. All right. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you need to be that picky? I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you tips. I'm trying to be a friend, help you out. Right. That's all. All right. That's all. Okay, so speaking of things with too many attachments, because uh-huh. apparently Lisa wants us to throw at the world. Uh, we need a sim- we need things to be simpler. Okay, well, drinks apparently are not simple anymore. They come well, with a lots of accoutrement. There's too much going on. <laughs> apparently, there's a Bloody Mary that gets served with deviled eggs. Like, uh, as much as I love a good deviled egg, right? I don't think I want it on my night out. Is that like, my- is that like cut and st- and like attached to your glass is it served on the side with the glass no, the like picture i saw it was somehow attached but not but still like it was still like a whole like a whole half an egg Ugh. i know right mm. no and no offense but, a bloody mary should just be a caesar so well in canada it should just be a caesar <laughs> Right, with the clam juice instead of the tomato juice. Oh my god. And Caesars are getting crazy too. It's like an asparagus stock, a pickle. A piece thing. of salami, right? <laughs> I know, right? A Tootsie Pop, a, a candy bar, a Hershey. it's like it's like 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 it's like the, the, the dollar bin mm-hmm. on, on your drink. It's too much, right? We need to make it a little more simple, I think. Enough people. Yeah. Have you started watching The Crown yet? No, not yet. I feel like I'm saving it for January. Okay, well, I so I've started to watch it, right? I fall asleep because I'm watching it too late at night. So ah. not because of, of the content. That's I own that. But <laughs> this there's a lot of flack, right? Everybody's got an opinion on the crown, it seems, this season, right? Okay. And this this is what I need the world to know, Samantha, right? It's a work of fiction, okay? It's broadly based on real-life events. <laughs> 
people are pissed off because they want <sighs> disclaimers added to the episodes. Why? Oh my God, people, right? Nobody knows for sure if that's really what was said. No. Because nobody was there. Right. right. The, queen, the queen did not write the crown. <laughs> the queen has not been consulted. Oh my it's, God. It's broadly based on world events in the royal family life. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you know, top secret documents that are redacted where only you only see every 10th word. Yes. That's what would happen if the queen wrote the crown. Exactly. Right. You would see the, it and and. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So I'm just oh tired God. of it. Right. Like like the whole the royal wedding. Oh, OK. It's broadly based. Broadly based people, we really don't know if Charles said that. So let's not like let's not completely go crazy. It's broadly based, and again, right? It's it's meant to entertain. It's entertainment. It's entertaining, <laughs> right? It's you know like like I have a royal family room. I've read lots of the books. That I'm going to assume is maybe a little more maybe a little more true than than the show. I don't know. I'm just probably I, it had me riled up, Samantha. Oh, riled, right? It had me riled up. Okay, well, I have something that might get you feeling a little in the mood. Oh, I doubt it, but okay. Um, KFC has a lifetime movie called A Recipe for Seduction starring Mario Lopez. (laughs) That is all parts wrong. Everybody thought it was a joke. And then I was watching Hoda and she was like, no, we did the research. It's real <laughs> for sure. Sure enough. It's a, mi- a mini movie that no one asked for about the <laughs> Colonel Harlan Sanders. And no offense to Mario Lopez, but in my mind, and I, and I, and I can only say this just in my mind. Again, I don't have, I don't have proof, but in my mind, from what my recollection is from what KFC has made me believe that the Colonel looks like all these uh-huh. years yeah. it's not mario lopez no right <laughs> nor is the colonel sexy no no so apparently the premise of the it's it's a mini movie so it's like not very long it's like 15 don't make, minutes or don't make half Kentucky an hour yucky sexy. i don't know i don't know and so apparently harlan sanders is the home chef of a rich family and the he falls in love with the daughter who's supposed to get married to some rich brat and it wow. goes from there and there's like a secret recipe here i don't know just like I'm just that. like this could be really weird like super fast and it shows on sunday at 12 o'clock <laughs> like in, like in the afternoon yes Interesting. So, and then Hoda, she, you know, this is, I love Hoda. The world's going to PVR it just because they're curious. Yeah. So Hoda goes, yeah, Mario Lopez, you don't look good, Gray. She's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, right? It just makes no sense. Oh my God. That was so funny. I'm just that like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the movie star Jackie? Yep. Jackie. She was on the TV show 227. Yes. Yes. Okay, so apparently she's joining Days of Our Lives. For, as who? I don't know. They didn't say what her character's name was. But I'm just like, she's going to huh. spice things up because Jackie, she's like, Jackie. she's like, yeah. mm, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I was really kind of hoping for? What? 
that it might have been Ryan Pavey going back to General Hospital because then I would start watching it. I would actually watch it. I'm still watching it, but I'm holding out hope, right? Maxine needs him. Peter August is just dirt. He's dirt. He's a scoundrel. He's a scoundrel. Right? Ryan Peavy needs to oh. come back. Yes. Oh, he's so right? cute. He's oh, he such is. A- he's easy. He's definitely he's- easy on the eyes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh, but speaking of easy on the eyes, Lisa. And movies and Ryan Peavy. And movies. And, and all Ryan of those Peavy. things. Lisa, Samantha. who's our guest? Ron Oliver. <laughs> so we're going to interview Ron Oliver. Well, friends of the podcast, I can't begin to tell you how excited we are to have Emmy-nominated director, writer, producer Ron Oliver here with us. Ron, how are you doing? I am well, Lise. How are you? I'm good, Ron. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a Yay. pleasure entirely. No, it's our more our pleasure for sure. So right? excited. <laughs> So Sam's, Sam's, she, she has, she has talked your movies for, we've been doing a podcast for three years and she has been talking your movies for three years. And for three years, I've said, you know what? Like I, 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 I knew Ron when back, back when I was like a teen, I hung out with the sisters and was with his family a lot. I said, we'll have to see if we can track him down. And, and then finally I'm like, you know what? Wouldn't she be so thrilled? And and you were so gracious to say to say that you would come on and do this. Oh, of course, I'm, I'm delighted to uh, look. I, I still am in awe of the fact that I get to do what I do for a living, and I've been able to do it for so many, many, many years. That, uh, <laughs> you know that uh, it's still fun to talk about, and I always end up talking about it around the Christmas season because of all the Christmas pictures. So you know, it's uh, but it's it's it it. Honestly, I get stopped in airports. I get stopped at, uh, well, not so much these days, but I used to get stopped in airports <laughs> and get stopped, uh, you know, I get stopped in restaurants, wherever, when people find out what you do for a living and they'll tell you about a movie or a, a TV show that meant something to them. Yeah. And I can't tell you what that means. Um, because, amazing. yeah, it kind of is because, you know, you make these things and, and, not that you make them in a vacuum necessarily, but when you make them, you don't really have a sense that they're going out into the world other than what you hope they do. And then I'll get like emails from around the world, literally around the world, from people who will see a movie I maybe made 10 years ago or something. Wow. And they'll say, this movie meant a lot to me because, and then they tell you the story about why a, a film will mean something to yeah. them. And, and it's it never fails to move me. It's uh, that kind of connection. you it's extraordinary and it, it speaks to the power of cinema, I think. Yeah, it for sure does. And it's so cool that people nowadays, like with, with all the different ways of social media and things that people can reach out as easily as they can and, and, and let you know how much you're impacting what their lives are about. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think Sam's chomping at the bet. No, I just follow your nope. Instagram account. Oh, have you I, been watching our watching our ornaments of 2020? Yes, I I yeah. chuckle every day. I always look forward to seeing what you've posted. And uh, while you were filming a timeless Christmas, I was excited to see the different pictures from that as well. So, what was it like on set on the set of a timeless Christmas? Well, it was interesting because you know we filmed that during this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but they had this thing going called the pandemic. Uh, so all the kids are talking about it it's very hip um so uh we made the movie in vancouver during this uh this pandemic and it was interesting because i had made a film just before everything was shut down back in march february march i made a movie um 
uh, up in, again, Vancouver, um, one of my mystery movies uh, from a series we do called um, Picture Perfect Mysteries. Oh, and, what? Yeah, I do. The I watch those too. <laughs> no, okay. So the last one was called um, Exit Stage Death. And, <laughs> okay. We, okay, and we were doing that. Movie. I love making those films. And we were doing those movies. Uh, we were doing that picture. And we were shooting in a location. And suddenly they shut us down and said, you have to stop. Because the lady who owned the house had just come back from China. And oh, cool. she was supposed to not be in the house. She was supposed to be in a hotel. But she ended up being in the house. This whole thing happened and yada yada anyway so we had to move out of the house where we were shooting go away shoot elsewhere for two weeks then come back now i haven't actually shaken hands in about five years i stopped a long time ago because every time i would go to vancouver um i would shake a hand i would get sick i get a cold within like a day oh wow yeah it was crazy so i was thinking well what's the common denominator and he realized well because you're the director and you got to shake hands and hello so i stopped and i haven't had a cold since then but um, so so this happened. I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I, I you know, I people to stay away anyway. So uh, so we had to shut down. We went back, finished the movie um, two weeks later, and then that was that. And I was at the airport in Vancouver, getting on a plane to come home, and they were shutting all the sets down up there. So wow. I came, and I actually had um, planned to take about four months off and write a couple of scripts, and one of them was Timeless Christmas which is from a book and the uh, folks of the network uh, at Hallmark um, sent me the book. My executive there, Jennifer Phillips, who's great. She sent me this book and said, here, let's make this into a movie whenever we can. So I read it and went, yeah, I'll do this. So I wrote that and I wrote two other things as well. And then suddenly we're back to the races. So I hop on a plane, go to Vancouver and I had to quarantine in Vancouver in the hotel for two weeks, which was heaven. Two weeks that nobody can bother you. So I was working, I was writing, I was doing rewriting the script and I was working on stuff and I had an elliptical in the hotel room and I had uh, a bar. My friend nice. Nelson Wong, the noted Chinese actor, Nelson Wong, mm-hmm. uh, had set up a bar for me in the room. And so, and Ryan Pavey was there quarantining upstairs from me. So he'd like, like lower down bottles whenever he <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the balconies. Um, so we, we did this, and then I came out of quarantine, and we did all the location scouting, looking where we're going to shoot the picture. Um, I did it all online. So the my crew, who had already been up there for a while, and they were able to you know move around freely, they would take their cameras on their phones and, and watch everything and send it back right. to me. And I cast the actors that way, too. I'd watch the actors just like we're doing now. Right. Watch the actors on screen and, and, and cast that way. And then we got out of quarantine, and we had a couple of weeks of solid prep, but I really liked Frankly, doing it from the hotel, it's much more comfortable than <laughs> yeah, a sure. smelly van and driving around Langley, D.C. Um, and then you, uh, uh, then we go and make the picture. And, and we got tested for uh, the Corvid. Cough, cough. That's how you know if you have the Corvid. <laughs> <laughs> get it? It's because it's a crow. Um, got it. <laughs> I've been working that joke since this started. And, you know, <laughs> by God, I'm going to. You're not letting it go. Yeah, I'm not letting that go. No, 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 let it go. <laughs> So, uh, so we, uh, got tested every couple of days. What is it was like four days. We get tested every four days or something. Yeah. Um, we had a crew of about a hundred people. We all wore masks, you know, all day, which was tedious beyond words. We would take yeah. like, every four hours, you take a break off set. Everybody go outside, take their mask off, walk around, you know, have a sandwich. Yeah. Then go back to work and, and nobody got sick on our crew at all. In That's fact, awesome. yeah, the doctor that we had, uh, Dr. Lim, uh, up in Vancouver, he um, told me that all the productions happening in Vancouver, nobody got sick. So wow. that was a good thing. So that's and awesome. That's, mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's just it's such a tiny part 
of the experience of making the movie. Honestly, yeah. it's like you sort of forget about it. And what you remember is the fun you had. You remember the, you know, making the film. Cause if you write the script, the, the, the excitement of, of watching it come to life in front of you, I never get tired of that, you know, cause yeah, that must be an amazing process to watch it all kind of play out. It really is. I mean, I sit yeah. here in my, in my little office and I, I'm, uh, I'll show you my office here. Hold on. This won't be helpful for the audio listener, but, um, so okay. this, this desk, that's Groucho Marx's desk that I wow. sit at. Yeah. Holy. Bar on the front. So, um, but so I, I sit here and I write these little stories and then I get to go to these places and make the movie and to watch it actually happen is amazing. And then an experience like we had on Timeless Christmas to watch our actors, you know, dedicate themselves to the work and the crew yeah. doing as well, knowing that extra level of, you know, danger, yeah. really, yeah. you know, but they're yeah, all sort of doing it. That's so crazy. It was, yeah, it was exciting. And it was, it was, um, it, it was, it made one proud of the, the, the people that you work with because you yeah. were, you know, um, watching these, I don't want to say heroic because come on, we're making movies. Um, but, but it's people but, who are out there giving hundred percent because film crews, what I love about the film business and the film crews are every single day, they give 100% of what yeah. they can give. Yeah. Like there's never any half measures. Nobody just kind of phones it in. It's amazing. And, and I saw that's that cool. in the experience too. So that's cool. And I mean, you're, they are risking a lot. Okay. I have a question for you though. Um, why? Okay. Why do they call you big daddy on the set or why do they call you daddy? Okay. So, um, 28, 18, about 18 years ago, I was in Africa. Um, yeah. well, South Africa, but you know, still I was in South Africa making a, a show and, um, our executive from Universal was there and she saw me sitting on set and I was in a leopard skin director's chair with my uh, large sort of Indiana Jones hat and my, I always wear a tie, a shirt and tie on set, always in cufflinks. Yeah. So I was sort of overdressed, you know, for the, for we we're on safari. Essentially we lived on safari for the duration of this picture. Wow. Um, this amazing game farm uh, just outside uh, Bruceport Dam, which is about an hour east of Johannesburg. That's and cool. so, Oh, he's amazing. So anyway, so I was there and the executive said, you're like a character out of a Tennessee Williams play. You're like Big Daddy. And <laughs> the name stuck. And to the point where all the crew finally called me Big Daddy. And that was 20, almost 20 years ago. And they still wow. call me Big Daddy. So that's, uh, or Big Daddy. that's cool. It's, that's it's, fun. it's funny because you'll have these sort of big burly uh, Teamster guys who, the, you know, the grips and electrics and the, and the drivers of the team. And they'll come and you know, they're burr. and they walk over to me and go, uh, daddy, where do you want the lights? Hey, daddy. <laughs> so, That's cool. It's, it's kind of great. It's kind of great. Is that the movie you were nominated for an Emmy for? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is, for, is, uh, it, yeah. is it Scout F Safari? Yeah. Scout Safari. Yeah. Uh, about a girl from New York city who, uh, gets transplanted to a game farm in, in South Africa. And, uh, mm -hmm. we were there for, uh, we went twice. We did two series of it and we went, um, uh, gosh, I was there for like six months at one point, I think three months once and six months once. Wow. So, that's crazy. Well, okay. that's been the fun of it is the travel because, you know, yeah. as, as Lisa, so I grew up in a town that was, I mean, so small that you plug your hairdryer in and the, the, the streetlights would dim. I mean, it's a oh, very yeah. small yeah. town. Yeah, it's really small. Very small. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> so, so I, um, I, I couldn't wait to travel. I couldn't wait to see the world. And one of the great things is making movies 
they take you all over the world. Like I've lived in London for a while, I lived in Paris, I lived in Berlin, I lived in all the, you know, New Zealand, amazing places to get to make movies. So I've got, I got to see the world, you know, and, and make pictures in it. So it's been exciting. Okay. So I know that Nelson Wong is always in your movies. Do you always write a specific character just for him? Uh, yes. Because he's always called uh, Kenny, right? Kenny, he's always Kenny called Kwan. Kenny. Kenny Kwan. Now, Kenny Kwan started, I did a series of, of private eye movies called the Donald Strachey Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was Chad Allen and uh, Sebastian Spence and a selection of guest stars. And it was a gay couple solving mysteries. So it was like the Thin Man movies, but with a gay married couple. Right. And essentially I based it on my life with the husband. It was a series of books. And I, I read one of the books and I thought this could make a great movie. And the, the studio brought it to me and said, do you want to make these films? And they were very low budget, but we had a great time making them. But you just put your own life into it. Anyway, so one of the characters in it was, uh, I forget who the guy was, but just some some schmuck in the in the story. And I thought, you know, and I kind of knew Nelson socially in Vancouver. Somebody had set us up because uh, they thought we were going to fall in love. But of course, no, that's not going to happen. We're just, <laughs> we became like the best pals. And I said, look, um, uh, why don't you come? I didn't know he was an actor at first. And then one day he said, I got to go to an audition. I said, wait, what? He said, well, I didn't want to tell you because it would be embarrassing. And, you know, I said, okay, well, why don't you come be in this movie? So I gave him this little part in the movie just so we could hang out. And yeah. then, um, we showed at a film festival in Philadelphia and the audience loved his character and his character name was Kenny Kwan. So I said, okay, great. Let's put you in the next one. And then the next one. So now it's <laughs> 28 movies. He's played Kenny Kwan in 28 <laughs> movies for me. And he's always a different character. It's just always the same guy. So, so funny. People, people follow him now. These guys on a podcast um, uh, refer to it as a Kenny verse. So now the Kenny verse exists. And that's and, awesome. And he's traveled all over. So he, he plays Kenny Kwan. He's been, I think he's been a doctor. He's been a lawyer. He's been a, a concierge of the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yes. All this stuff. So, um, yeah. That's so funny. The that's the. The scenes with him and um, the lady, the manager of the hotel, they're oh, so yeah. awkward. They were perfectly <laughs> awkward. I loved it. It made me laugh every time I watched it. Oh, uh, That's great to hear. Well, Julia yeah. Duffy is so great. And I called her up because we made a movie called Granddaddy Daycare together. And when it was time to do Christmas at the Plaza, I was thinking, well, who can I get? And I thought, you know, what about Julia? I just called her up. She was in a bathtub. And I called her and I said, hey, listen, I've got this movie. And she said, Wherever, wherever you want me, whenever you want me, I'm your daddy. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. And she's great. I love this. So. That's awesome. That's so, so cool. So I've 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 known you for for uh, for a long, long time, and and I'm curious Far to know. Why, we need to discuss. I know, right? Exactly, right? Exactly, right? But but the reason I'm saying that there, my friend, is I'm curious to know the link from magician to horror movie to Christmas. Well, it's all of a of a stream. I mean, it all flows if you think about it. So, so uh, I was a magician. Um, a guy saw me do a magic show, hired me to host a kids show on television in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, yeah. which for those listening is a town about uh, I don't know an hour east of Toronto, roughly northeast of yeah. Toronto. Um, and I did that show for a couple of years and I had always loved horror films. So I had a little bit of money in the bank and I thought, well, I'm going to take time and write. So I went to club med for a vacation and then I ended up staying at club med because they asked me to stay there and work. So I stayed in Martinique in the French West Indies for like a year wow. and wrote, uh, I had time. So I wrote, and I came back to Canada. I sent this script out that I had written 
and back when you could do this sort of thing to like six different production companies in Toronto and two of them bit and one of them hired me to come as a writer. And then I started writing this story um, called The Haunting of Hamilton High. Right. And we made the movie and um, it uh, went to a company called Samuel Goldwyn. The very first screening of The Haunting of Hamilton High uh, was at the Alfred Hitchcock Theater in Los Angeles. And wow. he managed, like, not too much pressure. Right. Holy <laughs> hey. So I'm there watching yeah. it. And the audience loves it. And it, it was it, they reacted well to it. And it was directed by a guy named Bruce Pittman. And uh, I got to direct a little bit because they ran out of something or other and they had to bring it back. And I got to shoot like 10 days worth of it or something like that. So my first directing job was doing that. That's um, nice. Well, and Bruce was very gracious about it because he had to go do some other things. So he said, we'll just let the writer take it. And I was like, that never happens, by the way. So well, okay. never happens. <laughs> so I got to do that. Um, so they released the movie and called it Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. And it went out into theaters in 1987. It's a big deal, that one. Yeah, it went out in 87. And um, it was uh, uh, crucified by the reviewers and the critics in Canada. Um, but in the States, they loved it. And I thought, okay. So I basically packed up my horse yeah. and buggy and went to America. I thought, okay, well, they, they <laughs> will understand what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, so then I got Surely to Really, Canada's not quite about that, right? Well, it wasn't at the time, but it is now. You know, Canada's become a big horror home because yeah. uh, in Ontario they make lots of scary stuff there now. So, so it's uh, it's it's changed considerably, obviously, since I left. So then, um, uh, so I did a movie, and then I did uh, uh, a sequel to it, and then I did a couple of the things. I did a television series called "Are You Afraid of the Dark," right? Which mm-hmm. was a kids series. It was a big hit, and then we did Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up doing uh, t- a couple of TV movies. I did a Christmas TV movie for ABC Family called Chasing Christmas with uh, Tom Arnold and the wonderful Leslie Jordan. And uh, it was and, and, and Andrew Roth, who was also amazing. At it. And, and it uh, did good numbers for them. So then suddenly I was the Christmas guy. So I went from that one. I did Dennis the Menace Christmas for Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and then 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 did the Christmas guy. So, you know. Uh, another one came along and another one and I did a couple of Hallmark movies and then, uh, then it just became this kind of machine because Hallmark wasn't yeah. making as many Christmas pictures, uh, then as they do now, they really started right. ramping up about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who had done them, but we're still doing movies. Like I was at the time I did, uh, like I did Be- a Beethoven movie for universal and I did uh, big fat liar, uh, the sequel right. to big fat liar for them. And so I've had a relationship with universal for a while. So I get to go back and forth between the studio and the television network at Hallmark oh, okay. and do, you know, both kinds of things. So you can always keep it mixed up a little bit. So I still get my, my sort of goofy feature stuff going on at the same That's time. Cool. As so yeah, it's, it's really great. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Um, cause I get to do all these different kinds of things, you know, it's quite the life, eh? Like it's, it's quite yeah. the life from when you think of like from new Lowell, Ontario. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like it's quite, it's quite the life. That's for sure. Well, it's, it's, you know, I, was, I was saying it's, it's, there's not a moment goes by, honestly, and people say this all the time, but I really feel it that I'm not grateful for everything that's happened to me. And I've had yeah. extraordinary people in my life who have helped me along the way and said, try this or do this or give, give me a chance. Like the, the first movie, Peter Simpson was a producer in Toronto who yeah. hired me to write that first movie. And he had no reason to do that whatsoever. I'm a nobody. I'm you know untried. I had like two scripts I'd written and that was it. But yeah. he gave me that shot and that changed everything, you know? And yeah. then, and so, so I've been very, very fortunate. So. And sometimes that's all you need, right? Is you need that break, right? You need that one person to take a shot to think, you know what, 
this kid's got a chance. Let's let's see what he's got. Well, and you're talking about Nelson Wong. He says that all the time in that, um, you know, Nelson hadn't done a film until I put him in that movie. He had done a couple of like little commercials, I think, and some theater. And I think maybe some voiceover, but hadn't done a movie. And I thought, well, let's just give him a shot. And then suddenly he got a career. And now he works all the time and he's in lots of stuff and he's, you know, doing well. And not, I mean, somebody would have found him eventually anyway, right. I, I believe. But it's but always you nice really kind of paid it forward, forward, right? Yeah, yeah, I, that's exactly right. There was a kid, yeah. used to be a kid, an actor uh, I found in Montreal. We had on, on Are You for the Dark, uh, goofy blonde kid. Um, and we gave him a shot on that show. And then I got him a new agent and sort of, pushed him along and said, let's go here and go there and so on. And his name was uh, Ryan Gosling, I think it was. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what ever happened to him. Uh, but, you, know, you, 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 you try once in a while. You give a shot. And maybe it doesn't work. You never know. Maybe you don't know, right? 50-50. Yeah, you never 50, know. 50-50. That's too funny. Um, so, okay, I have a question for you. It's not about movies. It's about alcohol. Oh, Okay. Bloody Marys. <laughs> Bloody Marys. So yeah. what I've noticed is that the big popular trend seems to be that that drinks, they're trying to cram so much crap with the yeah. drink, right? As much as popular. So I saw a picture of a Bloody Mary and it came with two deviled eggs. Yay or nay? Um, uh, nay. Then, for me, that's a nay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's too much. I think if your Bloody Mary, um, it comes with a, like a heart pump. I think that's too much. <laughs> you know, I mean, they bring the, we had one the other day before they closed the bars again. We had yeah. one the other day that had like a Slim Jim and pickles and, and coconut slice and like all this stuff. And it just came as like this mountainous thing i thought you know i'm going for breakfast after this drink i don't need <laughs> i don't need it in my drink right no, i'm not really a bloody mary guy i'm a tequila sunrise guy so. oh okay interesting okay. interesting good to know good to know <laughs> so do you have a favorite movie from your body of work or do you have or are all of them your babies so to speak um of, of mine um i've got a couple of things that i've done that i i think i got right you know um I did an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called The Tale of the Full Moon, which is a very sort of tongue-in-cheek, campy, over-the-top sort of werewolf story that I, I remember driving home from the set on the last night of that shoot and having tears streaming down my face because I realized I got it right. I, like, I got wow. everything the way I wanted it because I wrote and directed it. And, I, like, and um, probably, um, yeah, there have been a few things. I, I really loved Christmas at the Plaza. Yeah, I love that movie because mm -hmm. it has a lot of personal stuff in it. And, um, I, you know, I proposed to the husband um, in New York and we were staying in the plaza and then I made him slap all the way down to like uh, the Empire State Building, which is, you know, way down south. <laughs> and and, and uh, I proposed on top of the tower of the building because I wanted to do that thing. So later on, you could talk about it on podcasts. Right. And, and then, so we're staying, we're staying in the plaza. So the plaza has been part of our romance for like always. Okay, Aww. going there for years and years and years. Um, right. The people who were there have become family, and you know it's uh, it's an iconic place. So to be able to actually make a movie there was one of the most extraordinary life experiences. That's you know? cool. That's and, so and cool. For the creativity, the creative part of your life kind of comes together with the life part of your life, you know, and yeah. there's all these, all these background performers in that movie are all friends of mine from New York. So you'll see um, Sal and Lisa, who are the owners of a restaurant called Patsy's in New York city that I love. 
they do a walk by and they, they, he looks around and they do a little bit as they go in. And then the head waiter at 21, which is another restaurant we love there. Um, he's the doorman of the hotel. So there's a whole bunch of <laughs> things that are in it. So for me, watching that movie is like watching home movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's okay. Awesome. I do have to ask, and it's just purely selfish on my part. Um, how nice is Ryan Pavey? <laughs> he's a horrible human being. No, he's, uh, <laughs> no. yeah, no, he's Ryan is one of the great people, um, that I've met in this business. Um, he, uh, he was just out here a couple weeks ago. He's, um, you know, we made this movie, we made the Plaza movie together mm-hmm. and I kind of knew of him, but I didn't know him a lot. I had written a movie that he and Nelson had been in right. uh, called Hope at Christmas that I was supposed to direct, but then I ended up changing my mind. I thought I'd rather go to Georgia and make this movie called Christmas Everlasting. Um, cause it was just like a, a more sprawling story. So I didn't get to work with him there, but I'd heard about him. Heard he was great. Nelson said he was great. So he comes on the Plaza movie and we do a scene in that movie where the, the leading man has to do this walk down the ladder, turn and jump into a close up. And it's a tricky bit of business because it's saying, it seems obvious and easy to do, but you've got cameras, you've got lights, you've got the whole thing, your lines. And he just did it so effortlessly and just landed. I remember calling my student or my network executive on it, uh, Randy Pope and saying, uh, thank you for Ryan Pavey because he's a leading man, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's great looking obviously on camera and he's, he's I want uh, him back on general hospital. I'm a general <laughs> hospital fan. I need him to come back. Maxie needs him. Okay. Well, I'll tell him that. I'm going to talk right? to him. Let him know. Right. Okay, didn't, I'll let him know. I, didn't he die on general hospital? That's uh, never stopped anybody. In a soap never stopped anybody <laughs> in the soaps. Right. True, right? True. Never. Ryan's no, Ryan's an amazing guy. And he's, he's as, he, he's actually nicer than he is talented and he's incredibly wow. talented. So he's become part of our family. We're, we're planning the next, cause we figured two movies isn't enough. So we're planning another one together. So that's awesome. That's so cool. Yay. That's so cool. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Evil dead Two. Oh no. Evil dead Two is the greatest Ooh. horror film of all time. I love that movie so much. I love everything about that movie. I love the style, the comedy, the horror, um, I love everything about that movie and it's easy. I can, I just, you know, I tell people that right away. Every time I get asked a question. Okay. Bam, okay. Uh, so would you go, would you make another horror movie? Like, are you, okay. are you kind of like, are you no, no. getting, no, I would make another one right uh, tomorrow. I, um, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to find material. First of all, you know, I, I could write something, but it's also, then you got to schlep it around and find a home for it. The budgets for horror films aren't all that great. Um, so it's a little bit tricky. I think sometimes to, to try to make something that's not three people in a cabin, which is right. the cheapest of those stories. Um, and so many of those movies are three people in a cabin. Oh, there's something outside. Well, then just get in the car and go, you know, yeah. uh, my house is haunted. So sublet, whatever. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a little bit difficult now. Uh, plus, you know what, there's, it's, it's a different, uh, world right now, horror wise. Like I don't want to do a, a blood and guts kind of thing. I can't really get into that. So, no, but I would love to do one. I did, um, a movie a couple years ago called one night in doom house, which was one of the mostly ghostly movies that we did. Um, okay. Bob Stein wrote, um, the book and I wrote the script and directed it. And it was, uh, fun to get back into that again, you know, get your fingers wet a little bit. It was goofy. You know, kids scare yeah. me. It's fun. That's cool. Goofy's good. <laughs> Goofy is good. Goofy is good. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do a game called this or that. 
So I'm going to go first. Sure. Invasion of the Body Snatchers or Psycho? Psycho. But I love them both. I should say this. I love them both. Psycho because it was Mr. Hitchcock, obviously. Body Snatchers. I know the son of the guy who directed Body Snatchers. And I, I love Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I, when I travel to, for work, I carry a case of DVDs because sometimes you can't get the movies where you want to get right. them. I carry a case of DVDs and both those films are in my case. So. Oh, okay. It's like, That's cool. Good to know. Uh, margaritas or martinis? Martinis. Martinis. Oh, okay. I should How be specific, though. A Vesper martini. Okay, what is a Vesper martini? Okay, so in the book Casino Royale, written by Sir Ian Fleming, uh, James Bond um, uh, orders a cocktail, obviously, and he says, uh, give me three measures of gin, one measure of vodka, splash of lilet, Lele Blanc, and and very thick lemon peel. Shake it till it's very cold. And that's um, what it is. And it's a Vesper Martini, and it's named after Vesper Lind, who is a, a double agent spy in Casino Royale. You see, oh, okay. and it's named because three measures of gin, because we think she's English. One measure of vodka, because it turns out she's Russian. The Lele for the lady, and the <laughs> lemon twist, because the twist of the plot. Huh. It's perfect. Yeah. There you go. There you <laughs> go, Sam. But I will warn you. I warn you. Ten of them, and you're drunk. No, I'm sure, God. right? I'm sure. I have no doubt. Now, next once once the COVID's over, Sam, maybe the next time we go out, we'll have to try one. I'm yeah. curious, right? Yeah, I think so. Just one. Be safe. Just, just yeah, exactly. Okay, Christmas cookies or a festive drink? A festive drink. I cannot abide Christmas cookies. I. No, it's true. I am I'm, I am the, the, the one anti-Christmas thing I am because it's always shortbread, which I loathe. Um, I love gingerbread men. I love gingerbread men. In yeah. fact, Lisa, there used to be a place in Wasaga Beach. Uh, there was a bake shop on the main drag there in Wasaga Beach where that little plaza was. Yeah. There was like an IGA there now. But these yeah. were, there was a bake shop there, and they made, hands down, the best gingerbread cookies, gingerbread men oh, okay. in, ever in the world. It's long gone by now, I'm sure, but think about sure. this. I was a kid there. I was so we used to go there every summer for you know a couple of weeks. Dad would run a, a cottage there, and yeah. I'm like seven, eight years old. And to this day, I remember those gingerbread men. Wow, hey, that's a lasting impression cookie. Yeah, that's a yeah. good cookie for it's sure. Like, no, I can't. I, I, I that shortbread thing is like it's gummy, and the icing is always disgusting. And the cookies are usually they've been around for like two weeks because I'll do my Christmas baking, and then two weeks later they bring it to the. You thing. get it, yeah. Somebody's like, dropping it off. Why would you bring me still cookies? Like what? And that's a good point, Ed, because that's kind of true. Everybody does it earlier. They put them in the freezer and then they unthaw them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing more delicious than frozen frozen thawed shortbread yeah, cookie. Right. Mm, exactly. Ah, yum. Yum. Right? Okay. Uh, soup or sandwich? Uh, wow. I guess soup because, you know, one tries to avoid bread whenever possible. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess soup. Guess I guess. Soup. Probably not a lot of soup out where you are. When, right? I, when, I'm, when I'm writing a script... I'm married to the best uh, husband in the world, by the way. And when I'm when I'm uh, writing a script, he will come in and feed me. Like I'll nice. come in my office here and I'll write for four or five hours solid and forget to eat. But he comes in at lunchtime and brings me a sandwich. He makes the best sandwiches in the world. So when I'm writing, I'll eat sandwiches. There you go. Is that like a is that, is that like your routine? Do you have a writing routine? Yeah, pretty much so. I get up um, when I'm working. Like right now, I'm I'm just nearing the end of a script and. Uh, when I'm writing, I get up early in the morning. I try to be at my desk by about 8.30 or something, and I'll write for four hours solid and then stop, take lunch, do errands or whatever. Yeah. Um, usually go to the gym 
Um, these days you can't. So we've got a Peloton in my office and then we have the weights that we set up a, a gym in the garage. So you can work <laughs> out a little bit, you know, and then come back, maybe do a little more work and then have a 5:30 martini. There you go. Right. Always a 5:30 martini. I heard whether I need one or not. Uh, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Um, Christmas movie or horror movie? Uh, well, if I can get a Christmas horror movie, I'm good to go. Um, oh. Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is fantastic. <laughs> Great schlocky horror film, uh, Christmas horror film. Um, Krampus. I don't know if you saw Krampus. No. Okay, that was a great movie, actually. It's a horror Christmas horror movie, but my God, it was good. It was funny and scary, and it was great. Those two. Um, but my, I think when it comes to a holiday kind of movie, I think my favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Carol, the version with Alistair Sim, the proper one. Oh. I still cry every year. I watch that thing every year, usually Christmas Eve, and I've seen it. I know what happens. I know Tiny Tim will walk. I get it. <laughs> but... I still, when Alistair Sims character changes and he becomes a nice guy, I am a blubbering mess. Every- <laughs> it gets you every single time. Yeah. That's too funny. Singing or dancing? Uh, for me personally? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I do both, you know, very well. <laughs> um, I have uh, been known. Yeah, I've been known to do a bit of both, actually. Uh, There's a long story about Montreal, but I won't go into it. Um, uh, I like them both, but if I had my druthers, I'd probably sing. Okay. Okay. My dad was a singer, so. Yeah, right, George. Yeah, we sort of get it by, uh, I do have a voice, it turned out. So I'll sing jazz now and then. (laughs) Cool. All right. um, Penn, Penn and Teller or David Copperfield? Well, I'm actually friends with Teller, so I'll say Penn and Teller. Oh, there you go. That's okay. cool, too. I just okay, talked to You're dropping names. You're like, oh, oh yeah, cool. I knew Ryan Gosling when. Like, oh, I still know him. Seriously? <laughs> like, He's dude. just no big deal now to you, right? <laughs> He's, well, you know, he was he and his wife at the time, when still Ava, I mean, if you look, I think you can see where, where I go. Here, hold on. Look up. Oh, there, if you can see there. That was one of our old family photos, the two of us. <laughs> it was a young lad. Um, uh, yeah, you know, well, you meet people is what happens. Yeah. And you yeah. to, in, the, in the world of it, you get to meet people. And Teller was a fan of my private eye movies and reached out and said, you know, I want to come visit on set. So he come and hung out. And we've seen him a few times. And I talked to him. I literally just talked to him yesterday because we always talk at Christmas. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Yeah, and it's just the people that you get to meet as you go along working in it. Yeah. And um, my experience has always been that actual talented people are some of the kindest and most genuine human beings you'll ever meet. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's extraordinary. You get to meet these folks that you've, like Barry Bostwick, who, uh, you know, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. So Barry did Big Fat Liar 2 for me, and then he did Grand Daddy Daycare with me as well. And he was my first casting in that one, too. And he, we've become friends over the years, and he's like this icon, but he's funny and goofy and hilarious and great yeah. to hang out with. And just, you know, he's a great guy. So you get to know people like that, and, and it, it gives you a great deal of hope because he has the same kind of story as we all do where you start from from wherever and you end up here and you sometimes have no idea how you got there. It's like, it'll be one job 
one gig, one meeting, suddenly you're in a different place in your life. Yeah, you, know? you must just sometimes just like, like, like just shake your head, right? For lack of a better phrase, right? You must yeah. just like, yeah. sometimes you talk to. Oh, you absolutely do. Yeah. I, you know, there was a, just recently, you know, when I came back from the last movie and I got home here and I was editing the film here in my office because we couldn't go anywhere and we had to do it online. And I went out and I was sitting by the pool and just sort of like looking up at the mountain and thinking, my God, this is like, like, how do your dreams come true? Yeah. Like how does yeah. That happen? And you, right. you look back on it, you look in terms of the arc of it, the arc of a career, and you look at it and say, this led to this and this led to this and all these yeah. things happened. Um, but it's still like, you know, a lot of one, hard work. It, it, it is, you know, I've been lucky because I always love the work. So I know it's been, you know, it, those, they can be long hours on a film set, right. but, but at the same time, you're doing something that so many people would love to do and you know, you yeah. get to do it. Yeah. So it's, it, it is, it can be a very head shaking experience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Uh, new Lowell or Palm Springs. That's a tough one. Uh, I thought it. I thought it was going to be a tricky one, hand, sir. Yeah, it's a tricky one because you think to yourself, shoveling snow or riding my bike to the ball. Right. Hey, listen. You know, it's funny because you you, you can look at like that experience of growing up in that place. Um, you know, and it was it gave you motivation because you yeah. knew that there was nothing that you really wanted to do in your life there. So, you, exactly. had to, you know, and you knew you had to get out and you had to find a way out. And it wasn't like it was some sort of horrible, abusive world by any stretch. It was lovely yeah. people and a beautiful little village. And, yeah. you know, Christmas time was amazing, but yeah. you still knew that you weren't going to survive there. So you needed to go someplace. And that gave a, a real, I think a real motivation to, Find my way out. I mean, the first place I lived after New Lowell, like actually lived, lived, was in the French West Indies wow. and then the, in the Bahamas. So, I mean, that's the first home I had after that place. So that shook everything up. And then it was like, oh, that's where I'm from that point. Yeah, on. that's right. I'm never, I'm not going back. I'm good, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh. Well, I don't know. I think I like you more now. That sucks. <laughs> Is that even possible, Sam? <laughs> I don't know. Why? You are delightful, Sir no, Ron. Hey, how did you get knighted? Is that a is that a joke? <laughs> no, I'm actually. Is it, not. Real, is it legit? Of course, it's legit. I don't have my thing here. Um, I have a plaque on the wall. Um, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll send you a I'll, I'll send an email or something with the the actual plaque. I think I have it up on my Instagram, maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, it's up there someplace. I'll put it back up so you can see. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, and Pavey is too. Ryan got knighted as well. Because <laughs> I got knighted first, and then Pavey's like, "Well, how come I can't get knighted?" I said, "Well, you can knight it. You know, you have to do a good deed. That's the whole thing. You have to do a good deed wow. for and the then country you can be knighted." Yeah, so this is a country called Sealand, and it's a very small country. It's like Lowell sized, um, and it's. It's actually it's, it's actually an oil rig in the middle of the ocean someplace, and it became a sovereign nation. So, as part of their their financial structure, they offer uh, uh, titles. You know, yeah. if you do a good deed, and by good deed I mean here's five hundred bucks. So right. then you're <laughs> next. So now, but Pavey's a knight. I'm also a um, uh, what am I? Oh, oh uh, ten, a squire. I'm also a Tennessee squire. I own land. Wow. Because uh, if you drink as much Jack Daniels as I have over the years, they give you a square. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, but he's, I think he's a lord, too, or an earl or something. I think he got one of those. So 
Nothing wrong well, with that. Well, he's, Sam, he's, I will. He did, first of all, he's jealous of my beauty. So he's just like, <laughs> you know. Right. I was going to say, Sam, I, I, I can attest Ron, Ron's whole family. They're, 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 they're hundred percent delightful, good to the core people. Like they're all hilarious, funny, never a dull moment growing up with you guys. Like I remember like, like your mom with the nicknames for all you kids and it was fuss and bear and bird. And, 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 and I always said like, in my opinion, Helen was kind of like the grand starlet that never went to Hollywood type of thing. Right. Like, you that's, know, like, you know what? that's a beautiful thing to, thing to say. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually really true. I had always thought that myself that. Oh, for um, sure. She mom, was. Yeah. My right. mom was one of those people who, I mean, she studied dance when she was a kid and yeah. had, had her life unfolded the way my life unfolded. She would have ended up here yeah. Yeah. before I did. You know, yeah. I think it's just, again, it's that luck of the draw. And, um, I tried to, in my own way, um, bring her here, here being for a while, Los Angeles, because I lived in LA for 20 years and do all the Hollywood things and be part of the whole world of our business. And um, I took her to the premiere of my first movie. I took her to the premiere of Beethoven. I took her to the awards things went to that sort of stuff. And to try to, to, you know, because she was she was a great lady. And um, one of the only, you know, when she passed a couple of years ago and it was surprising and shocking and heartbreaking and all of those things. But one of the things that bothered me the most was I didn't get a chance to let her see Christmas at the Plaza because we didn't oh, make it. Mm, she right. would have, well, you know, my mom. Like, so she oh, would yeah. have loved that movie. Oh, yeah, my God. For sure. For yeah, sure. She so, yeah. And she was funny because my mother in law, Eric's mom, she and my mom were like great pals. They had met 15 years ago yeah. and they were just tight as thieves, the two of them. And uh, you know, it was that was a great loss. So she's uh, she certainly felt the, the loss of her certainly yeah. felt right. And she's in all the movies. Yeah. There's yeah. a little bit of my mom in every one of these movies because she was a Christmas person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny when I when I I first met my husband and he came to visit me, I was still living in in uh, I think I was roommates with Tracy at the time. And he came to visit and and I he had to, I said, you have to come and have tea with Helen. And Helen had out the little tea and my husband, he's six foot six. Right. So he's a big, tall guy. So Helen had out the little dainty tea teacups with the gold. Remember all the gold yeah. flatware oh, that yeah. she oh, had? Yeah. Right? We had like the little dainties. And I'm like, you have to experience Helen. Yeah, you really do. You had yeah, experience. Right? Oh, you had to experience yeah. that. Well, you know, she she loved Nat King Cole her whole life. Right. And she saw him in concert once when she was young, and she never forgot the purple velvet blazer and the gray slacks and the white shirt. She talked about that like her whole life. So when we did Christmas Everlasting, um, I asked the network to splurge to um get me I'll be home for uh, uh, the Christmas song. The chestnuts will sing up the fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is not signature Christmas song. She loved that song, so I asked them because she had just passed when we were making that movie, and yeah. I asked them to put that in the movie. So they did, and uh, so that's a little bit. Is of that her. the movie that at the end they ran a little a little thing about your mom at the end of it too? One of your movies. Oh, I've that ever was seen. that was Granddaddy Daycare. Yeah, okay. Universal because she died while I was in the editing room on that right. movie. Yeah. Okay. And they beautifully put that little card at the end. Um, yeah. It was very touching. And, and that's the kind of thing. See, it's funny. You know, people talk about Hollywood and show business and it's a den of thieves and a nest of vipers and all that sort of thing. And it's, I, it's that's just not true. I mean, yeah. there are certainly there are bad characters in every business and every industry. Yeah. But the my experience in 30 something years of being 
you know, in the movie business, it's, um, you know, granted my particular uh, end of the pool isn't the $150 million movie end of the pool by any stretch right. of imagination. But the people I have had uh, the privilege of working with have always been kind and good and decent and supportive, you know, encouraging. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's it's been a good run. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I would just like to say thank you so much, Ron, for coming on to our wee little podcast. <laughs> it's my pleasure. As I say entirely, it's a delight to see you, Lisa. Lovely to meet you, Sam. Nice to um, meet you. Nice to see you again, Ron. I hope that uh, I hope that the next Christmas movie will be uh, will make you as happy as the last ones have. Oh, hey, and you know what? If you ever need any, if you ever need any uh, any people just walking by, right? We're your girls. I'll keep that in mind if I find us a shooting in uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, hey, we'll uh, travel. Run. We'll travel. We'll travel to you. So we we'll travel, travel to you. Winnipeg is the question. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, I always like to. Very good. We can we can become the next Nelson, right? It could be like the three of us. I think he I think he would find us. I think he'd quite enjoy us too. I think I think we could be buddies. I think we could do that. I would. I'm down for it. (laughs) He's working right now. He's on a movie right now up in Vancouver. There, I think they're wrapped this this weekend. I think so. Wow. Well, you know what? We we watched your movie on the weekend. Oh my god! It was awesome. It was a delight. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That means a lot. I. I enjoyed making that one. It was different and fun and, and, uh, and, and Pavey's good in it. And Erin Cahill was terrific. I've never worked with her before. She's wonderful. Oh, and most yeah. of the other actors I had worked with, but not her. She was terrific. Yeah. It was just a great movie. Ron, whereabouts can people find you on your social media? How can they start stalking you? Like I did. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, I can never remember the names of them. Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and I'm on yeah. Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, I can remember. I honestly can't remember. I do. I, 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 you know, I just, I do it just to really just to annoy my husband because he's like, oh, you know, oh, you know so. yeah, yeah, that's too funny. That's so awesome. <sighs> Sam, did we have anything else? No, I think we're good. I just want to remind for those who haven't seen a timeless Christmas, check it out. It's on the W network here in Canada and it's on the Hallmark channel in the United States. Absolutely. And again, thanks, Ron. So Thank much appreciated. Nice catching up with you. Yay. You too, Lisa. Great to see you. <laughs> that was so much fun. How could I love Ron Oliver more? I knew you were going to. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> because that's that is that is the aura of the Olivers. It's all of them. You would love Janie more. You would love Aww. Tracy more. That's just that's their heart. It's their heart. It's something to do with their heart. Yeah. It's just that's oh. they're all they are those they are they are those people. You just yes. love them more. Right? I could have talked to him forever. Well, you know what? We we probably should have because this is the world's <laughs> longest podcast this week. Disclaimer alert. <laughs> it's like that song by Lamb Chalk. It's a song that never ends. <laughs> All right. Lisa. But well worth it. Well worth yes. it. Samantha. Oh, for sure. It was so yeah. worth it. It's awesome. But Lisa, do you have an I shake my head this week? I do. It's a bit of a gripe type of I shake my head. Oh, it's short and concise. Okay. Do you realize how tight the Toffee Fay container is? Years ago, you could just take a Toffee Fay. Now, you got to like put some muscle into it and you got to touch them all to get one. <laughs> so mad at Toffee Fay. Oh my God. Right? Why do you got to be so hard? Why are you, you buying be Toffee so- Fay? 
because Mike bought some and I'm like, and I enjoy them. Right. But, but not like, not, not like a ton of them. Mike likes them a lot there. I think they're his favorite, but oh my God, they're so hard to get out. And I'm like, this is the problem, right? Not worth, I'm already, I'm over them. I'm already over you. <laughs> right. You're too hard. You're too hard for one bite. You're too hard for one bite. Oh my God. I shake my head at Toffee Faye. Samantha, <laughs> what about you? You got a nice shake my head? I do. Do you think it's weird to keep watching the same reruns of a sitcom over and over? Which which say which sitcom? Well, I'm kind of attached to Schitt's Creek, and I've started little, at the be- I started at the beginning again. <laughs> I think it's a little weird. I think it's a little soon. Right? It's never too soon. <laughs> I think it's a little soon. Um, not nah, each is their own. Mm, yeah, if it keeps you happy. Then you go for it, right? Well, because they're just happy, weird people, and I just. Makes me so happy to have like, I don't know. If it brings people, you joy, Samantha, yeah, that's all you know, that matters. They're just weird and crazy and just fun people. Yeah, yeah, right. That's like me with my Forged in Fire, right? I rewatched okay. well, all of it. But when I watch Shit Creek, I don't actually think I can make something that will kill people. Well, so. <laughs> I well, that's you. That's where you're wrong. I don't think. I know I can. Oh, stop it. I know I can. Stop. <laughs> right? Wait till the con wait till the competition. I'm in training. Uh, yes, I'm sure you are. <laughs> chop, 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 cut, cut, cut. Slice. It will kill. Oh my god. Okay. Just like that. All no, right. It's not weird. You watch your show, Samantha. Okay. Okay. Right. Topic for next week is uh Christmas potpourri. Also known as we're not sure what we're talking about. We're not sure what we're talking about. But we're gonna make it festive. Well, it's right. like a week before Christmas. Yeah, two weeks, so. two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, right. Two weeks. Oh, two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, two weeks. Two I just weeks. officially became panicked. <laughs> Don't be panicked. Nothing to panic about. You're not going to see people. That's true. That's right? very true. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd like to thank John again for helping us out uh, to podcast and to have the interview with Ron Oliver today. That was really great. Um, So thank you, John, for everything that you do for us. And guys, remember to check out our social media. You know what we do. We do Facebook. We do Instagram. We do Twitter. Follow us. We're everywhere. Yes, we are everywhere. Samantha, anything else? No. On the world's longest podcast. On the world's longest podcast. <laughs> I guess we should wrap it up, eh? We Wrap it up, Lisa. <laughs> There's still, I don't know. Okay, you know what? We'll wrap it up, Samantha. We'll wrap it up, right? We'll wrap it up. I still think you should get a cat. Anyway, Samantha. <laughs> apparently, apparently John thinks we don't do this well. Because <laughs> we don't like to end, right? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like back in the day with the phones. You say goodnight. Goodbye. 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 It's like that. All right, Samantha, always a pleasure. (laughs) It should be. (laughs) This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. How have you been, my friend? Great. Um, this is uh, uh, what a delightful treat. I, Janie was <laughs> so. So what's happened is so Janie's um, Janie lives up on Idlewild, which is the mountain yeah. uh, next to Palm Springs, and um, they've had no electricity for two days because uh, SCE put their power down because they have this huge windstorm. So she's oh, no. power. So um, uh, we've been trying to help out, and it's just a, it's been a little hectic as all. Well. I was trying to find my, my cool light to put over this, but I can't find it anyway. So yeah, so that's what's been happening, and um, so the day was just insane. But I so got crazy. 
here we are. Hello. Okay, that's awesome. All right. Well, you know what? You. How fun is this? It's great to see you too. It's been so long. Well, I told Janie when I talked to her, I said that, that you had called and um, or that, uh, sent me a message and, and said, I'm not sure if you remember me. And I was like, um, yeah, Red, duh. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, you know, people just assume it's so funny, uh, you know, because I'm a huge star. Right. Uh, people just assume <laughs> that, uh, that I don't remember anybody. And it's not that I don't remember people, it's just that I ignore them, you know, so uh, that's all really, so. <laughs> that's so funny that's too funny well you know what i appreciate it you know sam is your number one fan as i was telling you i mean not that i'm not but sam is like she like oozes you gracious um <laughs> i wonder should i put my airpods in i can hear you guys fine are you guys okay can you hear me okay yeah we can hear you all right awesome okay well let's get to business then Right. Can I just can I just say oh, something? Yeah, sure. I, I really do enjoy your movies, Ron. I really, really do, and I'm so excited, so excited to be talking to you today. So, well, that's a lovely thing to say. I, I um, look here. The truth is, look, I'm a kid from. I mean, you know, at least we'll tell you, I'm a kid from <laughs> a town of like 500 people in the middle of freaking nowhere. So the fact that I even got to ever make a movie was a miracle. The fact that I've got to make like we're close to 85 or something is one of those <laughs> things where you sort of go, how did this happen? Like, it's just it's still amazing to me. And I mean, you know, I am grateful every day. I hate that expression of gratitude. I think it just sounds pedantic. But I am every day I wake up. I'm like, wow. So, Ron, I, here's a question for you before we get going. OK, in your mom's place, there was a picture of you. She had a picture of you from when you were young, but somebody had autographed it. Who was that? It was like from one of your very first movies or something. Uh, Chris, maybe Chris Plummer. I think it was. OK, that was it. Because I can see I, I can see I meant it, it went it went to Nan's house. It was at it was at her other house. And it was always yeah, I, I always remember seeing it. And I'm like, oh, well, who, who signed Is that? It, it was a picture of maybe a picture of me and Chris together on a film set or something. And yeah. Made, and I think. Yeah. 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 It's probably Chris. It might have been R.J. Wagner also because she was madly in love with Robert Wagner. No, so. I don't think it was him. I think I think you're right with Christopher Plummer. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. I still talk yeah. to him. He's that's cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like eating away at me. I'm like, who the hell was in that picture with you? That's so funny. You know, the things that you remember, right? Because because oh, yeah. Helen's house, right? You remember Helen's house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. OK, Sam, are we ready to start? Yeah, let's start.